Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 168. On this episode, we have a great interview. Uh, it'll be coming later in the show, but it is a great interview with Tony from Western Addiction and Swinging Utters and uh, Cobra Skulls. And when Nothington was playing, he was playing with Nothington as well. Uh, sciatic nerve, all kinds of great stuff that Tony is involved with. Uh, we are going to be focusing, though, on this episode on the new album that Western Addiction put out, Frail Braze. So later in the show, we will get to that. Awesome interview, though. I had a great time talking with Tony. So uh, looking forward to everybody getting to hear it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was quite an interview. And Tony's one of those guys with like a... Uh, he's not like you ask a question and he answers back with a sentence. This guy answered back with a novel. <laughs> yes, it was awesome. It was like story time almost. <laughs> yeah. It was it was great. So we do have a pretty uh, lengthy interview in this episode, but it, it was worth it. And it was worth it because he had a lot of interesting uh, insights and just general things to say. <laughs> Yes, he did. Yes, he does. And we're going to get after this episode so we can get to that interview. So uh, I'm going to quickly go over a list of some new stuff that came out and is coming out. Uh, on July 4th, Fool's Errand put out Eastside Anthology. Union Thugs put out Folklore, Ouvrier, uh, and Perjury put out Lockdown. Then on the 5th, Bristol Bulldogs put out Same Shit. On the 8th, Rigor Mortis put out their self-titled EP. It's two tracks. Sharp Tooth on the ninth put out, and that sharp feels like I said shark, but I meant sharp. Sharp Tooth put out transitional forms, and then Noise put out their second single in in a two week period. There it was Price We Pay. Radio Hate put out a better way. We had that interview and played tracks off of it last episode. Spirit World put out Pagan Rhythms, played some metal tracks off of that one over June and into July. Pisser, the S's are dollar signs, but Pisser put out Crushed Down to Paste. High, no, Rise, sorry, R-E-I-Z. They put out Das Kind Bird Ein Erfolg. I know I'm fucking that up, but as close as I'm <laughs> going to get to it. <laughs> uh, Bone Crusher put out the Quarantine Sessions on the 10th. Direct Hit put out a new demo single that they recorded during quarantine called Always. Uh, Nuevo Orden Mundial, Mundial, that's Spanish. They put out the same thing, self-titled there, on Tough Ain't Enough Records. It's good. I heard two tracks already. Definitely check it out. Uh, the Hacklers, unofficially, like in June, end of June, they, they, they released the CD for their new record called Another Round. And somewhere's around, I think maybe this week or maybe it's coming up next week, no official date yet, but the vinyl will be coming out. So be on the lookout for it. The Uppers putting out uh, Get Down With. And then Discover a Fire on the 13th is putting out or put out The Rest is Mystery. Masked Intruder put out Three Turbo. So three they'd already put out, but they put out Three Turbo and they added three or four tracks to it. 
and then they re-released it. So if you're a Mast Intruder fan, go check that out. Go check out the new tracks. Numbskull put out on the 15th, which is today, Hold Your Breath. The Von Tramps put out Sarah, or going to be anyway tomorrow. It's a single. Strike Anywhere is going to be putting out Nightmares of the West. That's on the 17th. The Lawrence Arms is going to be putting out Skeleton Coast on the 17th. Tommy and the Commies are putting out Hurtin' for Certain, and that's the number four, Hurtin' for Certain. On the 17th, also, Ramallah is officially coming out with Last Gasp of Street Rock and Roll. I think the original, if you go back to their Bandcamp page, uh, it originally has like an April release date, but only a couple of the tracks are available. And I just saw today that they're saying this Friday it's officially coming out. So uh, be on the lookout for the new Ramallah. The Subjects, which is S-U-B-J-E-X, on the 18th are putting out The Punk Singles Part 1. Looks like four tracks. Heard one of them called Rise. It was pretty good. That's coming out on Lockdown Records. The Sun Obathers is putting out the Floater EP on the 24th. The Raging Nathan's putting out Oppositional Defiance. They just released a music video either yesterday or today. I was watching it this morning. It's cool. Uh, definitely looking forward to the new Raging Nathan's. And Spunk Volcano and the Eruptions is putting out Football in the Sun also on July 24th. So that's what's coming out and what uh, has come out. Be on the lookout for all that stuff. Eric, anything you're looking forward to? Well... First off, I'm really excited for that uh, new Ramallah album. Yeah, I'm. It's a it's a surprise to me because I w- I knew that they had reunited and were playing shows, but I was not aware that they were uh, in the process of recording new music. They just and dropped I a music video today. Music. I think it was today. Maybe yeah. it was. Maybe it's this week again. Another one of those that I that I was able to catch today. So maybe not today, but they've already got a music video for one of the tracks. Yeah. Yeah, I've been kind of out with those guns, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm but yeah, I'm excited to see that. Uh also the two uh, uh both the Lawrence Arms and Strike Anywhere. I'm interested to see where uh they are going. Right. And uh and some of the stuff that just came out, like I love that new noise track. It's fucking great. Yes it is. And and of course uh Going into the uh, subject matter today that will be discussed, the new Frail Bray album from, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I keep forgetting the name. Western Addiction. Western Addiction. I keep thinking of the word genocide, but I know that's not right. But <laughs> yeah, that album is pretty much flawless. Yeah. And one thing I can say with the Spirit World, their new album, I listened to that, and it is an absolute banger. <laughs> Yes, it is, and just so night and day different, in my opinion, from the previous, I think, seven or eight tracks that they had released. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That kind of, the actual space cow punk vibe, and now this is like space cow metal. (laughs) Right, exactly. It's great. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing the rest of it. I actually have it. It's just one of those things that I haven't got to yet, but hopefully in the next week or so. I'll be on the rest of that one. I've just I've only heard the ones we've actually played on the show. So I'm looking forward to more. But that's all the new stuff. Definitely a lot of good stuff for, for everybody to check out. A lot of those things I'm looking forward to getting on the show or over on Punkinoy Worldwide. At least one of the two. A lot of those tracks you'll hear. Let's get into this episode. Eric, what'd you pick for your new track? Well, I picked one from a band called Wrath of God. 
who I actually, I think I discovered them on Instagram because sometimes Instagram is, uh, is pretty cool. They like to, uh, show some, uh, sponsored links to some bands who, uh, put out some music on the band camp. And I'm like, all right, this looks pretty cool. Let's, uh, what this is about and i wouldn't listen to them and these guys are a chaotic blend of what i hear in crust punk grindcore death metal and also just a straight hardcore chugging it is pretty heavy <laughs> and yeah i listened to that whole ep their uh, self-titled ep and every song on there was just a slap in the face uh, and it kind of came down to uh, uh to two tracks one was collapse which I really, which I really love because that, that breakdown, that just open note coming in and just kicking me in the ass. But I went with their, uh, uh, the final song on that EP simply called Disdain. And really because that is just, uh, it just feels like a, uh, a compilation of anarchy in there. <laughs> There's just so many. So many notes going on at the same time, and then that breakdown at the very end just makes you want to beat your fist into the ground. Right. So it pretty much it pretty much just uh, outdoes all the other breakdowns on that EP, in my opinion, which makes sense. Last song on the EP, you really want to go out on. So, but. That also makes it kind of ironic. It's the first song we're playing on this uh, on the podcast. <laughs> playing the last song from the EP as the first track. Yep. So it knows what it's like to be in front now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's put it up front. Uh, great hardcore from Southern California here, Wrath of Gods. Let's do it. What's the track again? It is Disdain.
There it is, Wrath of Gods with Disdain. Oh, yeah. The other reason why it shows that one is it's kind of a... It's kind of an anomaly of like being a metal song or a hardcore song, but I love how they blended all those elements of like the little uh, atonal uh, guitar breaks and the uh, pinch harmonics in between the chugging and that breakdown. Right. I thought it was really fun. That is cool. It's a good track. Yeah. Great band there out of California. Uh, and speaking of California, the, the label Fat Records based there out of California we're going to be playing uh, a couple bands, including the interview that we're doing today, uh, you know, with Tony, Western Addiction, and Swinging Utters, right? We got a couple Fat Records bands. Mm-hmm. Well, this band right here that we're going to play right now, also putting out new music, is on Fat Records. So a lot of great new stuff coming out on Fat Records uh, this year, which is fantastic. This is a cool band. Saw them at Punk Rock Bowling a couple years back. It's the Real McKenzie's. Uh, Beer and Loathing is the album. They just released it June or July, sorry, July 3rd. So this has only been out for less than two weeks. It's a great one. I've been looking forward to playing it on the show. I really like this track. I think it might have been a single or maybe the first track that I'd heard before they released it. Uh, have you heard any of the Real McKenzie's album yet, Eric? No, I have not. This is uh, this is one I've been looking forward to. Excellent. It's good. I like it a lot. Uh, let's get into it. They've been a band since 1992. They're coming up on 30 years as a band, so they're at 28 right now. Congratulations to the Real McKenzies for keeping it going. Let's listen to the track off of Beer and Loathing. It is called Bigfoot Steps.
What a cool track. I believe that they have a video out, and I think that was the track I should know. But they, they put it out shit, a month, month and a half ago, and I saw that when they first released it, so I forget. But I really liked this track when I was listening to the album because I picked it up last week uh, or two weeks ago, the day it came out, July 3rd, because it was the, the band camp day where all the tracks that you, you buy, more money goes to the band. So I did it on that day because it was, it was the release date, and I was definitely looking forward to Real McKenzie's. What would you think, Eric? Well, they still have that power. They are, yeah, just great Canadian Celtic punk. They know how to deliver it. Yes, they do. One of, one of the originals. I know the Pogues were already there before them, but they, this band is definitely one of the originators of that Celtic punk sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were there with, like, God, I can't even name off the top of my head. I know there were, uh, the Mahones were around since then. The Tossers had been around since the early 90s. Right. They were all, like, pivotal in making that sound a very, uh, just yielding it to punk rock over there. Absolutely. Well, it, it's a good release. They're a great band. I would check out Fear or Fear Fear and Loathing. <laughs> it's Beer and Loathing. It's a great album cover. A big Bigfoot, hence you know this track here, Bigfoot Steps, with a giant keg, and it's pretty fantastic album cover. So go check out the album cover. Go check out that record, and realistically, just go check out Fat Records right now. I know I'm like throwing a lot of you know info about Fat Records your way, but they have a lot of stuff coming out, so you should. Check them out. They have a lot of great bands, and there's a lot of releases coming directly from that record label. And that's why we're playing uh, a bunch of fat record bands, specifically because uh, there's a whole lot to play. Got to get to a lot of that stuff. Another band from. Thank you for uh, giving us a fat record artist. Right? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, it's good stuff. Always have to talk about great bands, and Real McKenzie's are definitely on that list. Another great band out of Canada, but much further east, because Real McKenzie's are from Vancouver. This band is called Just Because, and they are from Montreal. I've played them on the show before. They just put out a new EP, though. It's called Not Cool Enough. It came out on May 5th, so that was probably the first Friday that the band camp uh, folks were waiving their fees, I believe, so... Uh, a lot of good releases coming out on those Fridays, smart bands, getting them out early, you know, right on those dates so people can spend the money and more money goes their way. But this band right here, just because they put out not cool enough EP, they've been a band since 2004, not quite as long as uh, the real McKenzie's, but 16 years as a band is fantastic. And I want to thank Mike for sharing his band's music with me then and now. This is a cool track right here. We're listening to the track Broken Gear. 
and it's off of Not Cool Enough. The band is Just Because. is just because the track is broken gear go check out that new ep not cool enough thanks again mike it's good stuff coming out of montreal two bands uh, out of canada so far yeah i think they're i think they're cool enough right yeah <laughs> they, they, they named the album poorly they should be definitely cool enough yeah <laughs> i don't know is that punk just uh Kind of uh, self-complimenting. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, they don't have to worry about it. We'll compliment them for them. Uh, good yeah. stuff there. That wraps up all the new tracks. Just because the real Mackenzies and Wrath of Gods. Let's get into an older, lesser-known track. Eric, would you put for us on the show? Well, I put uh, it's a little bit of both. I mean, the band is definitely well known. It is leftover crack. <laughs> right, definitely well known band. Yeah. 
definitely a well-known band, but I'm putting a, I kind of chose a song from their, from the last album they put out, Construct of the State, uh, that I feel is kind of an, let's say underappreciated track from that band. Like a lot of fans, uh, haven't hailed this as one of the greatest tracks from that record. And there are a lot of good tracks, you know, don't shoot till you see the whites of their skin, I think is the biggest runaway hit from there. Uh, but the one that really stood uh, stood with me when I listened to this album when it came out was the song Last Leg, because it just kind of uh, played on a bit more of their softer, folkier side, and, I don't know, more uh, emotions laying on the sleeves of uh, Sturgeon General. <laughs> yes. And just really a catchy song, despite its emotion. It is a bit of a, a misanthropic-sounding song. And and it does have that have some political notions in there, social commentary, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I think this turned out to be the song that was most repeated on my playlist, and I wanted to give it some love here. Maybe uh, some people who haven't heard the song or uh, forgot about the song, give it another listen. Let's see how it resonates this time. Right, and it's what five, coming up on five years old's released uh, November twenty fifteen. And it was released on Fat Records. See what I was getting at earlier? We have a lot of Fat Records. Not not uh, <laughs> intentional. The point that I was getting at is there's just a lot of good stuff out there. And unintentionally, they all kind of came together as far as what we've put on this show just because. But this was released on Fat Records. Their current release, their Leftover, Leftover Crack was also released uh, on Fat Records as well. Yeah, I guess we unintentionally made this the Fat Wreck episode. Yeah, and you know, not every single band's going to be, but yeah, we definitely got quite a few on here, and good stuff, uh, especially when we talk to Tony, we're going to be talking to a bunch of other bands, or about a bunch of other bands he was in that had releases also on Fat Records. But let's get yeah. to your track. Your track is Last Legs. Here's some leftover crack. What'd you say the album was? Constructs of the State. Excellent.
Leftover crack, cool track yeah. there. Last legs, yeah, kind of a bit, kind of playing a bit more as like one of those uh, folky power ballad type things, but it just keeps building. More electricity is added, and uh, yeah, just kind of a divert to a to a breakdown towards the, in the end of that song, right? Or just screaming into the mic with his vocals. <laughs> Well, uh, great. I mean, if anybody, if you haven't seen uh, Leftover Crack perform or even uh, Choking Victim or any of other any of his other bands, definitely do. Uh, fortunately, I was able to, and you were too. What a couple of years ago, we saw uh, I was Choking Victim play over punk rock bowling, and that was just a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was. Uh, they did put on a pretty good set, and it was. Uh, Wow, just a weird feeling seeing a band that you think would never have in a hundred years would have reunited. Right. And Choking Victim was one of them. And, well, there it is. <laughs> yep, Choking Victim was pre-Leftover Crack. And Leftover Crack formed in 98, so, yeah, I'm with you. you just bands you don't think are, are going to come back and play any shows. And we're going to talk a little bit about those type of things in the interview coming up with Tony. But before we yep. get there, we got a couple other tracks we're going to play. Uh, this is the section of the show for at least the last few episodes. We're, we're bidding farewell to bands that are breaking up, calling it quits. It is the farewell band segment, which on this episode, Stokes CPH from Copenhagen, Denmark, has called it quits officially as of June 12th of this year. So it's been a little over a month. It is unfortunate. They had one of the guys in the band leave, and I think they were trying to find a replacement for him. The guy left a few months back, and I think they officially decided to just let it die, and uh, they got somebody else, Alf. So Smiley and Kim were in Stoke CPH. They picked up Alf, who is also in the band's Trouble and Trench. I've played both of those bands either on this show, Punk and Oil Worldwide, or maybe even on both. And so they picked him up as well. And out of the ashes will rise the band Urban Elite. So though it may be sad that Stoke CPH will no longer be a band, just like with DDC and Strike First rising out of the ashes, here we have Urban Elite rising out of the ashes of Stoke's CPH. Let's listen to a track. Pay respects to the band Stoke CPH. The album they put out... It was uh, January 17th of 2017. They put out the album Never Change. And unfortunately, uh, everybody changes. Things change. Change happens. But we're going to listen to the track United. I think that is a good track for people to listen to. Listen to the lyrics. The song sounds great, too. But here it is. Stoke CPH with the track United. Shut up! 
That's what we need, a track from 2017 to remind us that we need to keep our heads up high and stand united. Yeah, absolutely. The common, the common thing discussed about most uh, punk and hardcore songs is uh, unity. seems to be a common subject. I agree. Yep. But that's good. Something to be... It's uh, a message that needs... Quite a bit of the time, we do need to be reminded about it. Yes, and in this instance, we are reminded by a band who is called to quits. But again, be on the lookout for Urban Elite. And uh, new tracks will be coming from, from some of those guys. And have another great guy to add to the band. So I'm sure it'll be as good, if not better. That was Stoke CPH. Be on the lookout for Urban Elite. Eric, let's do a great cover-to-cover album from you. And then we're going to get into Western Addiction. All right, we will, I will try and make this one quick. This album, I came across in sort of a, uh, I kind of have a bit of a funny anecdote about this. When I was uh, in the in the shallow waters of getting into hardcore music, like not hardcore punk, just straight hardcore. Okay. I was, uh, I was into some uh, pretty well-known bands, and... Uh, I asked my friend, uh, who we all know is Conrad, the guy who sings for Mandalore. Awesome. Great guy. Yeah. yeah, he noticed I was getting into some hardcore, and he was asking me, what bands are you into? And pretty much every band I was talking about, he had something negative to say. And he was like, <laughs> no, get into, get into these ones. Start off with these two. And the first one he said was Earth Crisis, and another was called Snapcase. And Snapcase is a band who we are playing today. This is their... I chose their first album, as it was the first album I bought. And pretty much Snapcase, in my opinion, has no bad albums. Every Everyone sounds different, whether it's the voice, whether it's the subject matter, whether it's the music itself. But I figured, why not start at the beginning? So I chose the first album, which is Looking Glass Self. And that's all one word. Yes. Yep, all tied, all tied together by the by the last letters of each word. It's pretty funny. But yeah, I remember listening to it and thinking, this is not a this is not a source of music I'm used to. This is something different, it felt like. And they are. They got a lot of uh, jazzy elements in their style. They had some uh, weird weird guitar overlays that just seem to go out of tempo but then just come right back in. It's pretty it was pretty interesting to me. It was definitely a new world. <laughs> and and yeah, there were a few songs that really stuck out to me on this on this entire record, which is pretty short, nine tracks. I guess two if you count the first song, which is the intro mixed in with the uh actual song that's going that it's going into, but I digress. Okay. The song that really stuck out to me first was the second song, which is Incarnation. And I loved it because the bass kind of leads in with this uh, with this build up, and then all of a sudden you just hear the singer come in, and the rest of the song just goes into madness, pretty much awesome. slow moving madness. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was that was the first song that I chose from here. So, I say we get it started. I say we listen to that build up and get ourselves pumped up. I guess <laughs> let's do. Let's go. Thank you. 
Incarnation. Incarnation. Yeah, with its, uh, with its lyrical prayers, it's actually uh, touching on what I was saying earlier about how it's a message that we do need to hear, especially in the, uh, these times of the virus just taking over the world and whatnot. Its lyrics imply like when something happens in the you or your immediate environment, like, okay, you basically got to reset yourself and move on to a new normal pretty much. Yeah, yeah, different perspectives. Uh, you know, that's the great thing about music is you can put your perspectives, whatever they are, into something that's uh, maybe more relatable or more easy for people to uh, hear, think about. Yeah, absolutely. And that was something that uh, this band did to do. And they just had to do it with some really weird music. And that's the style of them did change throughout uh, different albums. The world changed quite a bit throughout this album. It was just going through the same filter pretty much, but had different ways of wandering and holding attention. And that's how I felt with the, uh, the second song to this album, which is the title track. It was a, it was a tie between this one and the song that came right before it. Which I thought just had a, a really fun metal feel, and I loved how the guitar and the drums uh, echoed off the guitar, and it was just the heaviness of the end. But this one I chose because it shows off the wonkiness of the guitar. Some of the weird chords that they were doing, the weird riffs that they were playing, and it just kind of just knows the song with a few bruises in between. So that's why I it.
That was the title track, Looking Glass Self, Snapcase, cool one coming back, all the way back from 1993. Eric, good choice. What, what do you got to say? Well, I think the, uh, I think that Snapcase, this was like on the cutting edge of the new wave of hardcore throughout the 90s and in the 2000s was laying the groundwork for metalcore as well. And, and yeah, it was really, they were really adventurous, just adding all these new sounds into, uh, into what was like a new age of hardcore. It wasn't just like a slamming riff and, uh, just this rambunctious breakdown and just like, uh, trigger words that got everybody pissed off. They actually took time with a lot of their, uh, their messages and their creations and just the sheer talent coming out of those, uh, those musicians it was really it's really intense still gets me to this day yeah, it's good uh it's a great choice uh great band there uh, coming out of buffalo didn't mention that come they come out of buffalo new york and yeah. uh, if you're a fan of victory records i know they, they've started something new uh instead of victory records now but the they were the releases all their original lps and stuff were all victory records and i think all their original releases came between 91 and 05 when, when they were abandoned before their first breakup. But since 2010, they've been doing stuff again. So be on the lookout for Snapcase. Let's jump into Western Addiction, everybody that's been waiting to hear our conversation with Tony and hear about Western Addiction and maybe some tracks from Western Addiction. Uh, definitely, we had a great time with the interview it's great. It's going to be a little long. It's going to be close to an hour. So enjoy it. A lot of fun conversation there. Tony talks about a lot of great things. So uh, let's get into the title track from the new album, Frail Bray. It came out May 15th. These guys are from San Francisco. We're going to talk a whole bunch about the band. So you'll get all the info there. But this track, Frail Bray, talk to us about it, Eric, before we get into it. Well, the Album Fail Bray. It was a it was a very interesting release. Like it's uh having read an interview with their uh with their lead assistant singer Jason, he tackled some uh he tackled some subjects both musically and lyrically. Lyrically he wanted the album to sound like it was a a mixture between rock and roll and just aggressive hardcore music. So that put a challenge on the band to kind of like uh, uh, not have one genre overshadowing the other, <laughs> like uh, having an even mixture of both throughout all the songs on the record. But yeah, just some some songs that uh, detail uh, like uh, childbirth and carrying a child. There's an, some others that are like uh, uh, dealing with personal issues as far as being robbed and like trying to see it in different perspectives. It's uh, some really great messages and some great thinking pieces. And we talked in a, a pretty good detail about the, about the songs in this interview, so I won't give away too much here. But, but yeah, the music itself is just, uh, it's just rambunctious and aggressive like hardcore, but it's so catchy and uh, poppy when it needs to be, just like, a, just like a regular rock and roll song. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a great track, and like you said, we will talk about the tracks in the episode. So let's get into the title track here, and we'll play one more when the interview's done. This track right here from Western Addiction is Frail Bray. 
Joining us now from Western Addiction and Swinging Utters is Tony. Tony, thank you for joining us on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We're excited to get to talk to you. Multiple reasons. You've been in numerous great bands, uh, fans of all these bands. We'll get into those in a minute because I'm curious as to how much time you spent in each band. You know, Cobra Skulls, Nothington. Now uh, you're active in Swinging Utters and obviously active with Western Addiction. So Western Addiction, we're playing tracks on this episode from Frail Braid. Just came out in May. Bummer that you don't get to play any tracks live yet. Have you guys been doing any live streams? No, uh, we we haven't even played. I, I'm so bummed, man. I we, we haven't practiced. I think the last time that we were all even together was was when we made the music video for uh, what paintings was literally the day before everything got shut down. And so it was like that weird time when everyone thought like, Oh, well, this isn't that big a deal. Like, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and then the next day it was like, okay, like no, we're quarantined. And, you know, we, you know, it was so, it was so bizarre, but no, I, I wish, I wish that we, you know, we could do something like that. It would take some figuring out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, 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 uh, no sh- uh, live uh, quarantine stream for us yet. We'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> well, hopefully, it just gets back to playing shows. But I mean, it depends on where you live. Places have already started permitting some shows. I see some spots. I hope it went through. But last week, I think Tennessee and somewhere near Atlanta, a couple bands were supposed to be playing some shows. Obviously, we we're nowhere near there, being here in Salt Lake, so. Didn't get a go, but I, I've been seeing some bands posting that they're getting to do some shows. Not great to try to plan a tour when it's probably hit and miss as to who's permitting shows. I've been seeing more and more of these festivals that are uh, starting to post. Well, they're all next year. But I think I just saw on just before we started talking that that Rebellion Festival, I think it's in England or something, We're gonna we were going to do this summer, and it just got scheduled for next year, so... I mean, Fest just got rescheduled and, and Rebellion, and hopefully everything just gets pushed over a year because we were going to go do a bunch of festivals this summer, uh, but I think they're all just going to just gonna be rescheduled for next year. And Gosh, I wish we could just go on a normal tour, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think it'll happen. I think, I think this year is just kind of, this year's done. Yeah, yeah. If you're lucky, you know, maybe some shows hometown or nearby – late fall or, or something like yeah, that maybe for christmas we'll have a show but um i think that it's going to take a lot of getting used to i don't know i i think that i think that shows i think shows next year will be really happening and we are we're, we're already talking about going on tour next year so hopefully that just falls together that's um, fantastic you are confirmed according to your social media to go to rebellion next year Rebellion. I just saw that. I guess we are. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. I want to go to Rebellion. And I was actually December, January or so really looking at, you know, flights and all that because I've never been. I really wanted to go and I was going to try to go this year. And then obviously stuff happened and that just never panned out. I've never out. been either. And I, who's playing? It's like Bouncing Souls or something like that? Or Oh, it, it's huge. Rebellion's like usually somewhere near 300 yeah. bands and about 12 to 15 stages. Yeah, it's a big festival. Huge, yeah. There, there's so many bands. Yeah, I've had friends that have played before, and they said it's really fun, so I'm excited. I was really excited to do um, Punk Rock Holiday. Isn't that it? Where's that? Uh, Yugoslavia Slovenia. or something like that? Yeah, Slovenia. Or- yes. Uh, but that one's, fuck, I really wanted to play that, but um, 
yeah, it didn't work out, but I, I hope that gets rescheduled too. So, and of course, uh, what's the other one? Grows Rock and all those. And right. The punk rock holiday is supposed to do a lineup. I have an app and I keep getting updates about bands that are getting confirmed for punk rock holiday for next year in 2021. So that yeah, should yeah. happen as well. Right again. Yeah. I, I mean, gross rock or I mean, uh, was it rebellion? That'll be sweet. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to next year. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> well, you have, Bad, you know, uh, Western Addiction, so that's what we're talking about specifically. But uh, you're, you're actively playing with Swinging Utters, just put out an EP as well. Is, is that something that the that band is looking to do? Any shows, small shows, tours, or something like that? I just saw, was it last year or is it the year before that I saw you at uh, Punk Rock Bowling? Um, that was maybe two Punk Rock Bowlings. No. Yeah, they, they started to blur together, but I think, yeah, that seems right. I don't think it was last year. Yeah, I think it was the one before last. I don't think I went last year. I can't remember. But uh yeah, that was God, we were um we were just flying like for after Peace and Love came out, we, we toured so much. It was like two straight years and I actually just saw those guys. We we just moved out of a practice space and so I, I saw a few of the swing outers guys and, and I was just like, Man, we I'm so bummed. Like, let's, let's like, let's write a new record now. And so I think we're going to maybe, hopefully we just take the rest of this year to, to maybe record or something, but, um, God, we haven't done anything. I feel like this whole year we just took off. We, I guess we didn't really do anything this year. So I think this year we're just going to call it, we're just going to cancel this year and just next year is going to be awesome. I mean, we, we should be on tour right now. It's summer. Like, why are we on tour? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably philosophy of a lot of bands. Uh, if you have the downtime uh, because you can't be out touring, uh, you know, and that probably takes away from being able to, to to write new music. So that is probably a good good time to do it. And I bet 2021 we're going to see a lot as long as those people can get together and record. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. I, I feel like I think that, like, there's going to be a lot of new music coming next year. I think a lot of people are so bored and they just have so much free time. I mean, I think that this should be the time that what like bands should be like getting their shit together. Unfortunately, it's like, it's hard even to get together and practice because, you know, we're all trying to, you know, be safe and, and, and quarantine ourselves. And, but, um, you know, fuck, God, we put out, <laughs> at least Western addiction did put out a record. I think that at first I was kind of bummed. I was like, Oh, well, no one's going to care because, uh, you know, quarantine, but then I was like, well, everyone's just sitting around listening to music. So like, that's kind of, uh, <laughs> right. Cool. No one's distracted. No one has to go to work or anything. So I don't know. I think uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of cool music coming. I agree. Oh, yeah. So what a lot of bands are doing to fulfill their time, they're either practicing or they're writing, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's the thing. Like with Swinging Utters, especially, like those guys get together songs in a different way than like Western Addiction, who we we kind of do a lot of writing together. I mean, Jason, he writes all the songs, but he'll bring it in and we'll kind of reconstruct it together. But with, uh, with swing and utters, you know, Darius will come in with a song and be like, here's the song. And I'm like, <laughs> done. And I'm just like, Whoa, all right, cool. Like on the next one. So like, <laughs> like learning peace and uh, putting together peace and love was like a few practices. Like we just got together and like, I, I played the songs maybe three or four times before we went and recorded, which was scary because I was, I felt, like oh my god like i didn't prepare but that's just sort of their style i mean they've been doing it for so long and they know what they're doing and they're just like all right go for it and i was like shit all right just writing on the spot 
<laughs> and it turned out great. I was like, oh, God. So, like, recording that record and recording Frail Bray were, like, almost the exact opposite situation because Frail Bray, we practiced for, like, two years. <laughs> and we just, like, we would just, like, it was excruciating. I mean, it, it turned out great. I was happy how it turned out. But it was just so much um, – and that was it's just it's just so, it's so funny how different bands function differently it's just so weird yeah either way you're getting the emotion out yeah it sounds like the way swing and others does it is like a, just pure emotion those guys are <laughs> like it's insane like they, they they like i feel like i'm the biggest warrior in that band like those guys just don't worry about anything they're, just, <laughs> they're like all right let's do it like I joined that band and they were like, well, we're going on tour in a month. And I said, all right, perfect. Let's do it. Um, when's practice. And, and we didn't even practice. He was like, learn all these songs, you know, like 30 fucking songs. I was like, what? Oh my God. Like I have to learn 30 songs. I'm like, I got it. Like when's practice. And then I will do practice later. And we didn't even practice. And it's like, they didn't care. They were just like, Oh, we got it. It's all good. I'm like, dude, you should be worried. I just had to learn 30 songs. Like, let's figure this out. <laughs> you, you got it, dude. You got it. Don't worry about it. Like, it's like, it's so funny, like, to be, like, the only one. Like, I thought they were going to, like, trip about it, but they were just like, yeah, you got it. You're cool. It's like, it's so funny. <laughs> Sounds funny. A lot of trust going in that band. <laughs> yeah, they just, they are so, I mean, they've just been doing it for so long. They've been a band for so long that they just, like, they're on like a different level. They're just like, they're just like completely like those dudes cannot play for, you know, we'll take like months off and like, we'll just go and play a show and like, they're on it. Like I get, to, I get, I'm like practicing, like getting my shit together for them, but they'll just like pick up their, their stuff. And, and Johnny just like, he doesn't miss a beat. He like, he knows every word. I'm just like, I mean, of course he wrote it, but I'm just like, God, like, I can't believe like this guy's, they know hundreds of songs. <laughs> That's amazing. Record. I'm like, how do you remember all these songs? They're, they're they're awesome. They're so they're inspiring. I think. I bet I it sounds like I I feel like I could be writing songs, and if I wrote ten of them, I would have to practice and and reread what I specifically wrote because I, I have a feeling I'd screw some of them up and forget some of the shit I wrote, or some of it might sound like something else and mix two of them together. It's absolutely well. I mean, especially for someone like me, and I play with like five bands that I'm just like. I need to like sort things out. It's exhausting how much uh, material there is to remember. That's fun. I enjoy that. That's that's not, that's not work for me. Like, that's, I enjoy learning songs and doing that stuff. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, you obviously enjoy doing it, so it's probably nice to be able to be in multiple bands that way when maybe one's not as active, the other could be. And yeah. if you like to keep that pace, then you have something that keeps you occupied. And especially when they're, two different styles there it's probably a welcome change instead of the same thing over yeah and you know too it's like playing bass and swinging nutters i i don't play bass with anyone else right now i, I play bass in nothington for a while but playing bass is fun like it's kind of cool to like switch things up i prefer playing guitar playing bass is is killer especially with a band like swinging nutters that has so many records that of, of you know bass players that i love that wrote such cool stuff that i could play their cool bass lines and try to make up my own on the, in the, on the way. But yeah. There's just so much cool bass stuff to play with them. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's uh, I need to be in a bunch of bands because no band is like full time. You know what I mean? Right. If you're in like five bands, you pretty much have like your time covered. There's always like something to do because most people are, you know, swing. I don't even practice. 
and like I said, they don't worry about anything. Like, ah, we got it. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I was like, I, I like practicing. I want to practice. Let's do this. So, you know, yeah. join another band, start another band, we can practice some more. So that kind of thing. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it's fun. And they're both great bands too. So uh, that, that I'm sure helps being a part of two great bands, one you've been with, but one you've recently joined. And speaking of that, the other bands that I was mentioning earlier, Nothington and Cobra Skulls, how long did you play in each of those? Both great bands, obviously both not playing anymore and not for at least a few years, Nothington and I think even more for Cobra Skulls. Nothington, I think I joined Nothington like I recorded their second record with them. And so that was Roads, Bridges, and Ruins was the record I played on. And then before that, I, I guess I was in the band for probably like at least three or four years or something. Wow. And we toured pretty heavily. And yeah, I, that band sort of has like a rotation of bass players and drummers. I, I've played with them even shows like more recently. I played a few of their like last shows and a few, I played, I was sort of just always like kind of a, a guy in that band, but uh, that band I was probably in for maybe three solid years. And Cobra Skulls, I came in towards the end, but but still, I, again, I think it was like maybe two or three years of touring. And so they put out their last record, and then I joined, and we did some heavy touring. And so that was probably like three years. But I mean, both those bands. Um, well, I don't, I don't know about Nothington, but. Cobra Skulls, we're going to do some more stuff. Oh, good. We're already confirmed for Fest next year. So I'm excited because I love playing Cobra Skulls songs. That's like such a fun band. It is a great band. Stuff that we are going to do. Hopefully we'll do like four or five shows and make it like a thing. But we'll see. I don't want to leave the other band out. I played in Sciatic Nerve, which is sort of a conglomeration of people it's me and luke from swinging others and chris from nothington and our old friend kyle and we basically wrote a record almost like improv we sort of just like wrote a record in like a a couple days and recorded it ourselves just for fun and then it ended up sounding really cool and we released it well uh ryan from um off of their heads put it out and um it's awesome. I think it's so cool. Like it's just such a goofy over the top sort of record, but that happened and that band never really did much, but we, we played a few shows and did a few festivals, but, and then I played another band called strange light and that band just finished our record right before quarantine. And so we're going to put out our own record. I think that's all the bands. That is awesome. And, and sciatic nerve. I, I forgot about that, you know, super group, right? <laughs> super group super group that was so fun that was like the funnest thing we we played a handful of shows and they were awesome and uh it was so fun i loved it uh it was just like so over the top i think we kind of went out of our way to like be over the top but i don't know like again i talked to those guys i said let's write another record like it will take us like a week we'll just go and just do it like let's just write on the spot so i think nothing is I don't consider any of these bands really done. I think that we'll just do something later. You know what I mean? I hate when bands like break up and get back together. That's right. me so annoying. It's like, just, just take a break, man. Right. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. Because it's like Cobra Skull's like, Oh, we're done. We're over. It's like, we're not over. Like we'll, we'll do something later. This Devin has 
you know, a baby. He's got a little girl and he lives on a farm. He's a farmer. He's wakes up at five in the morning every day. It's like, he can't do music right now. So we will do music another day. So not about bands breaking up. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a lot of bands hate each other. I don't, I don't hate any of my old bands. It's definitely what you want to keep the memories fond. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, listening to the new record, I gotta say it's a, I think it's fantastic. I love the, I love the elements and the kind of a mixture of genres. There's a lot of a, a lot of twang in some areas and some, out of the box elements, bringing uh, Darius from uh, Swing and Utters to play the the violin on a couple songs as well. I didn't expect that. That's cool. And and yeah, I was reading an interview with Jason earlier, and he was talking about like getting this uh, mixture going about mixing hardcore punk with uh, a lot more rock and roll elements. But was just saying there was a lot of tension and like trying to write songs to get an equal vision with that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh God, that record was a miracle that it ever happened because we had so much trouble like getting things together. Like it, we, the thing is about about Western Addiction is we're like five dudes that are like have such strong opinions, <laughs> <laughs> and um, everyone sort of thinks a little differently, and everyone really feels strongly about how they feel, and it it, it creates a great product, it creates a great song. But it was, yeah, it was, it was really hard. And we, and the things that like, that we go over and over, is this too rock and roll? Like, is this like too, uh, is this too complicated or is this too simple or is this a good song? I couldn't, I mean, it's exhausting in, in a way that like other bands I play in just like Sweet Nutters, that was like, that song's good. We're into it. Whereas, <laughs> you know, Western Addiction, we'll, we'll go over songs for hours. And um, I'm really happy with how it turned out. But like I said, it was like not, that record didn't fall together. It was very worked on, which I'm so happy that you like it. And I'm so happy that it's got a good response because I was I was worried. I thought, I don't know if this is going to work. And even down to recording, I thought, oh, man, like, I wonder if this is going to if we'll be able to record this correctly. But everything fell right into place. And I love how the record sounds. And I loved recording it. And it was like this really excellent experience. But it was like lots of work. Like it was, I think, I feel like I've worked, but that, the, the last two Western Addiction records were like a, a lot of real work and um, I they paid off very well. I even listened to this not that long ago and I was like, oh, what if this record's good? And I listened to it, I was like, God, I, I really like it. It turned out cool. Like, so I think that Frail Bray, it, it, it's so ridiculous because even the songs, like there's so much tension in the lyrics and in the in the music like it's it's organic because like we really we got into it like we got really dark and and we got intense and so it yeah. kind of grew. i think that's kind of why it sounds so cool yeah it does and on, on top of that i think the the effort really shows and you can at least i was able to sense it coming from the uh, album especially looking at the lyrics and the words and like what each song each song's message was trying to convey and i was like okay this is all falling together i can tell that this was not just like a one take done sort of situation right right it's so there's just no mistakes on the record everything was intentional and and lyrically too i you know i I should probably go over the lyrics more but but, well before the record was you know we were started tracking all the vocals i didn't really know a lot of the lyrics and as i started reading them and listening to them god i just love them i think jason did such a great job yeah And, and tremulous you know the record before was such a fucking like the the lyrics are just so sad like it's just such a like a bummer of a record which i dig 
I like sad lyrics, yeah. but this record was just so positive. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Like it was kind of like a good thing. Like I kind of like how, you know, honestly, like so many, so much of the lyrics are just like have these really positive messages. It was refreshing. I, I love it. I think that, that, that was, I think it's so easy to write a song about how everything sucks. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. Like, oh God, the world sucks. I'm bummed out. I'm angry. Like, yeah, I, we all are, you know, but it's like, it's, 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 I think it's something more to be like, look, there's good in the world and you should be hopeful. And, you know, if you try hard, that good things will come. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's sort of like the, the message of Frail Bray and I'm really proud of it. And I think Jason did a great job with the lyrics. Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely got that from uh, probably the ones with that uh, message uh, really sticking out. At least one was a uh, utter despair. I think we're yeah. just talking about how our humanitarian qualities come out in the face of adversity, pretty much. Yeah. Just like, yeah, bad shit happens to me, but you don't know what the other person who wronged you is going through pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's just, that is Jason. Like Jason, I don't know if you've met him before interviewed him or anything, but he is like the most genuinely good person i've ever met he's the most gentle and kind just human being in the world and he when he when you watch him perform he looks like a maniac and he's like running around like a psycho just he's just he, go talk to him if you ever like at a show like just be like dude what's up and he's just so wonderful and just like kind and he's like a family man has you know two daughters and a family and he's just like he is such a good person and he really does believe in the good of people and I am like, I, I'm just not that way. I'm like, dude, everyone sucks. I'm be against the world. But he, like I said, he, it brings, it brings out the good in me to be around him and to be in his band because, you know, it rubs off where you're just like, you're like, Oh, you know what? Like, let's, let's hear someone out. Like, you know, you can't just, you know, being prejudiced is such an ugly thing to do to just like, see like everyone sucks. But it's like, no, everyone doesn't suck. There's great people in the world, but let's just, yeah. let's give everyone a chance like, it's, you know, like, I just think that, like, that really shined through in Frail Bray was Jason's just good heart, you know what I mean? And because it really, it's it's Jason, you know what I mean? Like, that is such, it's such, like, a profile of, like, him uh, is, is the record. So I just think it's great. Yeah. And just also some of the songs where he's talking about the complexity of a human mind. Like, even though uh, uh, I saw this a lot in the, uh, the two Rose Hammer songs. Yeah. Which were two very uh, different songs that I have heard. I mean, I've heard, like, uh, songs... Like, oh, I'm about to be a dad, or I'm uh, my wife is pregnant. How am I going to handle this? It's like it goes on with that, but he dives more into the psychology of being a pregnant mother, pretty much. And yep. that I felt is more of an untapped, untapped realm in punk yeah. and hardcore because I've never heard a song like that in uh, any band off the top of my head. So I thought that was great. And then part two just kind of goes into this other realm where that same uh, power and obsession of being a mother could force someone to do something crazy. Yeah. And in this yeah. case, it was like, I'm going to find this woman. I'm going to kill her and take her kid. Yeah, exactly. I like, okay. I think, uh, I think Jason has a lot of fascination with motherhood. I think probably has a lot to do with the fact of like, he has a lot of women in his life. He has two daughters and a, a wife that he spends all his time with. And I think his wife is actually a doula too, which is, isn't that, what is a doula that like helps with, birth or something like that something like that yeah maybe some sort of birth coaching or something like that so he has all he's a lot of fascination with motherhood and i love the lyrics of those songs i think they're so interesting he does have a like a fascination with motherhood and i think that like 
exactly i don't i don't i feel like that's like an untapped sort of like lyrical especially in punk and hardcore i feel like there's not a lot of like tough guys out there singing about like motherhood yeah <laughs> I, I love it that's why i that's why i joined western addiction i just thought i was like this is not some bonehead hardcore band like this is actually like some really thoughtful songs about weird things you know what i mean yeah used to be how hardcore was <laughs> i don't know like I, I i feel like a lot of like the I guess I don't listen to a ton of hardcore anymore, but I, but when I do, I, I feel like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super stimulated by the lyrics per se. I'm more like interested in the, like just how intense the music is. Yeah. I think that's, what's cool about Western addiction is because I think the music is intense, but I think that like, it's better because the songs are actually thoughtful. Um, yeah. I think they're thoughtful. I think people think they think they're thoughtful, but oh yeah. I think Absolutely. all that matters is that we 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 like the songs, right? And it, it's, it's it's cherry on the cake that ever that other people are into it, so it's cool. Yeah. So, so at least for me, it's uh, kind of gets me thinking. Oh, if the music sounds this good on the record, I gotta I gotta hear it live. Right. Right. Yeah. Kind of that uh, emphasis of uh, uh, getting people to your shows, pretty much. I honestly think that the uh, that the live show is a whole different thing. It's not as tight as the record, obviously. But I, th- I feel like there's like a, a like a level of intensity that that happens at the live shows, and I think Jason really goes out of his way to like get personal with the crowd, and I I think that's cool. I tell him that I'm like, dude, spend more time on the stage. <laughs> he just like he'll be the first song, he'll jump into the crowd, and he'll start yelling in people's faces, and I'm like, that's fucking cool, man. If some singer got in my face like that, I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna go to the back of the room now. But uh, <laughs> it, I don't know, so that's tight. That's cool. A lot of great shows uh, I've been to. They're memorable, right? Because the the singer, he's out into the crowd, interactive. Matt from the Bronx is like that. I've seen the Bronx a few times. And one show, I think the song started, the very first song, and he just climbed down into the pit and he didn't get out until the show was over. Yeah, I, did, I just did a tour with, well, I guess it was maybe the last tour before my last tour was the with the Bronx and swing daughters in the Bronx and um, I think bouncing souls and, and every night, man, they just, that is like a, that, that dude, Matt is like a, like a real deal, like showman. He's like a real, like he tells the crowd to do something and they do it. Right. He's in charge. And it's, it's really, it's, it's incredible. Like, it's just like, he doesn't mess around. Like he just like, he, he, you know, he tells people to go off and they go off and yeah, exactly. It's, there's definitely a lot of inspiration from, you know, front men like that. I tell Jason too, he's, he's so polite and I'm like, don't be so nice, man. Just be like, you, you know, tell, tell the crowd what to do. You know what I mean? Just like, no, no, no. Get up there and be like, it's time to fuck shit up. Let's do this. It's like, and that's what the Bronx are like. And I'm just like, all right, I guess I will. Like if, if you're telling me to, so, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, I, I think that the live show is, is, is really neat. And Jason does a great job of uh, getting people involved. Well, we're looking forward to 2021 then. Yeah, it'll be fun. We're going to do a bunch of shows. Do you have a tour picked out? For example, the reason I'm asking, because, you know, we're here in Salt Lake. So are you coming through or where's the, the nearest you think you may come through? Or is that just not decided yet? Well, Western Addiction 
doesn't have like as as far as I know, we we have no booking agent exactly, and, okay. and we've sort of just done things ourselves or gone through different bookers. But I mean, I think that like the smart thing to do, and when you know when we when we get things going, would be just to do a full U.S. tour, and of course that would involve everywhere. But um, I don't know what the real plan is. I think that um, we're the kind of band that maybe does a few short runs as opposed to a big thing, but I really hope that um, we figure something out. We definitely, as soon as it's safe and possible, we will play everywhere. Um, but I just don't know when that's going to be. I mean, no one does. Right. No, no. You're going to test the waters. People, there's going to be some that'll test the waters and it works out. People stay safe and you get to go to shows. If, if not, I guess it'll be just that much further away. Yeah, I think that it'll it'll work out, but I think it's going to involve uh, there being some sort of vaccine, which is going to take a long time. I think that once, like people, there once there is sort of a vaccine, they, people will feel safe getting into a, a small room together because we don't need. I mean, we don't feel comfortable. You know what I mean? It's like we have elderly family members in our lives that we're so close with that we're just like we're not about to like take any risks. Right. So I think I don't think most people are. And uh, most people are just it's just going to take being like it's all good. You're vaccinated and we're cool. So it's like it's going to just it's going to take a long time. So we just got to like hold our breath and then everything's going to be so much cooler when it happens later cuz we're all going to be like so thirsty by then. <laughs> right? It's what I picture uh, local shows will uh will look like. They've been a uh, they've been on hold for so long that venue is going to have to move move some stuff around to take in the capacity of kids coming in i think it'll be great i think that it'll be super fun and i think that like yeah shows are going to be great and i think they'll be better for this i just i mean i honestly think that this sucks but it's it's a good lesson you know what i mean it's a good lesson to realize that you know we're not invincible and that nature is like a powerful force and it can put us on hold if it feels like it. Oh, yeah. So I think that it's like, it's important, you know, to remember, you know, we're vulnerable, but I think that it will bring out the best in people because I think people are going to just be ready to get intense again. So that's coming and I'm excited. Yeah. Me too. I think that a fighter spirit will still be, still be in the system. Yeah. I've been fighting for six months now against this uh, COVID thing. So Hold on to that strength, I guess. <laughs> exactly. And I think that um, it's just, this is such, this is such an, I think this is such a, a necessary year to go through like this virus and to go through this whole civil rights movement that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. It's just like such, it's such an interesting and inspiring thing that's happening that I think that like people talk about like going back to normal, that will never exist anymore. There is no more what we think of as normal. Yeah. Like, things are going to be different forever now. Like this is this COVID thing is changing the world. And this, the civil rights movement is changing the world and we will all come out of it into a different world. And I think it's going to be a better world. Like I, I honestly think that like we will have learned so many lessons during this year mm-hmm. that um, it's going to be more exciting. I don't want to go back to normal, like the normal <laughs> a fucking bummer. But like this is going to be like a new normal that is is going to be awesome. And I think people are going to be more thoughtful yeah. and more educated. And I think that's going to be awesome. So this next year is going to be great. Next year is going to be the year. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for better or for worse, big things like this, 
uh, be they natural or be they uh, man-made, they're, they have the ability to make everybody change. Right, exactly. I compare it to like, I mean, I compare it to like 9-11 or something, like these big events that happen that are so awful, but at the same time, like it changes the world forever. And it's sort of like what was going on before that and what was going on after that. Like we will always think of our lives as before COVID and after COVID or before yep. the civil rights movement of, of our generation or after the civil rights movement of, of our generation. That's awesome. Like good. Change is good. Like it, people fucking hate change. They <laughs> sound different. They, ha- they hate when, um, the, when they're, you know, when they have to use different words and different, but you know what? Grow up. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like, the world is changing and change with it. And if you don't want to change, then you, you have no, you know, you don't have any place in this, in the, in the new world. It's like, let's, you know, like be good to each other, you know, be respectful to each other, be respectful of each other's health and be respectful of each other. Um, you know, be respectful to all, to women and people of all races for crying out loud, Jesus Christ. It's yeah. 2020. Like, why are we even like this? This should have been, you know, we should have talked about all this stuff years ago. And then I'm glad that it's happening now because the world yeah. is going to be a better place. I think, I hope. Yeah. It's like we're overdue for some change. I think so. I think yeah. so. I think that, I think that the world is going to change. Uh, I, I hope it does. I, I mean, the way things are going now, it's just fucking bleak, but um, I think that um, people are going to, people are going to make a change. And I, I think that young people are pretty awesome these yeah. days. And I'm not even talking about like millennials. I mean, like, what is it, the new generation? These kids are fucking awesome. They're out yeah. there protesting and they are like kicking ass and they're like really progressive. And I'm just like, whoa, like this new generation of kids is going to really change the world. And I'm, I'm inspired. Like, yeah, as an old man looking in, I'm like, <laughs> I appreciate you. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. The new generations are still fighting the good fight. <laughs> Yeah, they're doing great, man. I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like the amount of, especially living in the Bay Area here, these protests are insane. There's like thousands of people that are just going into the streets. It is, it's just incredible. Like I am so inspired. I'm just like, yes, this is the silver lining of this scary, scary year with all this violence and all this death and all this sickness and all this hatred. There's this great silver lining of like, of the good in people. And I, coming back to frail Ray, that's the same thing. It's like, it is celebration of the good in human beings. So yeah. I think it's kind of a perfect record to put out this year. When I think yeah. about, it, you know, yeah, almost like a precursor to all yeah. the events happening now. Yeah, it absolutely is. And uh, it, it, it was kind of, it was good timing. I think people are responding to that too. So it's good. It's what you want from an album, people to respond. Yeah. Yeah. And I was worried. I was honestly worried. I thought, I don't know if people are going to dig this and I don't know if people are going to get it, but I've, you know, I've listened to lots of reviews and everyone is uh, totally on board and people really support it. And I guess I always kind of think that no one's going to understand or like whatever records I put out, but um, this is not one of them. This one is people are like really into it. I'm really grateful. It's awesome. It's a, it's a, it's a great um, treat when all our hard work paid off. So it's nice. Absolutely. No other feeling like that, really. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Killer. That'll be nice when you get to see that reception in person, too, when, when the time comes. It will be interesting because we, you know, 
go when you go and play a new song, no one knows the words, and no one we we, we Western Addiction is the kind of band too, especially we, even with like the classic Western Addiction songs, like from the first record, people know the songs, but people don't know the words because they're so <laughs> weird. And like I don't even know them. I'm like I sing along, and I, I I don't know half the words. I'm like, but I think we we kind of went out of our way to make the new record a little more accessible. And I think that people when after like a year of listening to it, when they come out, they they will really know like that how to participate with the music. Right. Um, so I I think that this record is mo- the most accessible one of the three. So I think it's I think that the shows are going to be killer. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and definitely looking forward to it. Something in there for everybody, it seems. Yeah, it feels like it. It feels like it. Uh, Jason kept talking about how like, all this, like you know, writing rock songs, right? Writing rock and roll songs, and I was like, well, this is all just sounds like punk and hardcore to me. But going back and listening to the record, I'm like, God, there is just some serious rock and roll <laughs> on this record. Like it's not, it's not even like hardcore, or it's like this sounds like ACDC or something. And um, yeah. that's awesome. That rules. So it was another thing in his interview. He said one song, I can't remember which one, but it was based off of this uh, ACDC song that he just loved. So he tried to make a riff like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I said, man, like everything, everything that on this record is so intentional and so scrutinized. And I, and, and I, I told you about frail Bray. I said, frail Bray was my favorite song on the record. Had this, has this big rock and roll outro. And we had a big fight over this outro. Because, like, Jason wrote it, and I was just like, hell yeah, this rocks. This is such a rockin' part. And then the rest of the band was sort of like, this is kind of stupid. Like, I, I don't know, man. This sounds silly. And we and Jason were like, we fought for it. We were just like, no, dude, you got to understand. This is great. This is going to be the coolest. We loved it. We were like, this is our favorite part of the record. <laughs> and the guys were sort of like, I don't know. It kind of sounds cheesy. And I was like, no. So we had this big rift, and then like when it came together, like everyone finally was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that worked out pretty cool." <laughs> like it's kind of shameless, like rock and roll stuff that I think is so cool. ACDC influence in our music. Yeah, it's like it will all all sound correctly if it's coming out of the same filter. Exactly. Exactly. I saw that the band, everybody in the band, posted a Spotify playlist recently. So. What what style of music is that? Because I didn't have a chance to look up any of those bands, and I don't know a single band of those five that you put on there. You had Cloud Nothings, Disheveled Cuss, The Woolen Men, Frankie Cosmos, and Algernon Codwallader, if I've got that last one right. <laughs> they're all sort of, I mean, like, I feel like they're all kind of like indie rock sort of bands. Like I said, I don't listen to a lot of like hardcore music or like really as much as I used to, but... I mean, I I think out of these bands, if you're going to listen to one, Cloud Nothings is just such an incredible band. They're from like Ohio or Cleveland, I think, and they're just so great. They're such an interesting band. They like have this incredible like freestyle of playing where they sort of like uh, speed up and slow down in their own songs. Like the drummer sort of like leads the band in this really cool way. Like they're such an interesting band. I mean, I still, you know, I still listen to. I, I, I listen to plenty of heavy music, but I feel like what I'm most interested in are sort of these like new, weirder, just sort of like odd indie rock sort of bands. But Cloud Nothings is great. So I don't know. Well, I definitely want to check them out because I enjoy what you do. Are these bands or the, that style of music, the, the indie rock, is that something that you listen to 
for maybe inspiration as, as to what you do, or, or is there something different? Because you guys play hardcore, aggressive punk, something along those lines. Uh, what do you listen to that inspires you to play what you play in? I'm inspired by, obviously, just the, the music I'm interested in. I, I think, to me, it's like um, there's certain bands that make me really fired up and really make me uh, change the way I play guitar and change the way I want to sing and do stuff. Uh, I think the band Tenement is probably the best example of that. Tenement is like a band from Appleton, Wisconsin, and they have like four LPs and they just write the most just raw, just punk. But they are like so, they have like, they, they can do anything. They're just such a great band. They don't sound anything like Western Addiction, but like I feel like they, I, I think just like whatever music I listen to, it inspires me to, um, to do anything. You know what I mean? I could listen to, uh, I'll listen to like, you know, New Order. And it makes me want to go to Western addiction practice and like play some like heavy shit. I could listen to like joy division and I, it makes me want to go and play some riffs, which doesn't really equate. I don't have to sit there and listen to propaganda all day long to want to go to Western addiction practice, even though I love propaganda more than like any band, but like, I'm just inspired by like rad musicians writing cool music. It makes me want to like be better. Right. Well, on that note, uh, the next question was going to be, is there a band or a genre of music that's like a guilty pleasure for you? So something that's not punk at all. I mean, you, you just described New Order and Joy Division, and those are very arguably, you, you know, a close branch there as punk is kind of diverting into new wave. So that's pretty close too. But is yeah. there something that you would say is not on that branch at all? I don't like the term guilty pleasure that much even though I have guilty pleasures and I, I get it. Like I understand like, yeah, there's certain things that are, but I just feel like I don't like when it's like certain, sometimes it's like people feel ashamed for liking something. It's like, why? <laughs> you know I mean, like if you like it, you like it. Like I've listened to like, I mean, sometimes I'll, you know, I feel like I've listened to like Taylor Swift songs before and just been like, this is fucking good. Like, this is rad. Like I really like this song. I, I may not like buy the record or like get into it or anything, but it's like, I can appreciate good in basically um, all genres. And I've never really listened to hip hop, but sometimes I hear some stuff. I listened to like a Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I, I was listening to some Kendrick Lamar and it was great. It was so good. I was like, this is amazing. Like what a cool, like artist this is guilty pleasures. I, I listen to, I listen to music like the music I like is is basically i think what a lot of people would think of as their guilty pleasure <laughs> because i said a lot I, like i said you talk about new wave music i dude i i'm listening to so much electronic music i just sit around and listen to like depeche mode and duran duran i think it's great i, but, um, I think a lot of people would be like oh god like i, I, I was listening to depeche mode the other day it's like oh yeah great and people and i think one of my favorite bands that's active and even around is nine inch nails i think is like I consider them like the most hardcore band. Like they are the best live show I've ever seen. They're just so killer. I guess someone would might consider that to be like their guilty pleasure, but I'm like, I, I consider it to be like the most intense, awesome music that there is. It's like this electronic music is, I think it's like the next step in, in heavy music. Like I think that the world is going to catch up to it eventually. We, we, you know, we put elements of it in Frail Bray for sure. We put some synthesizers and stuff on the record, but I, I just really enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, so that's sort of my, I don't, you know, I, I, I still sit around and listen to Operation Ivy, 
but I also listen to uh, electronic music quite a bit. So that's, <laughs> that's, my, awesome. that's my answer. <laughs> I like it. Let's wrap the show up here with something positive about live shows. Cause we were, you know, when there were live shows, we're big proponents. Part of every episode was talking about bands that were tour. And we always pick somebody coming through and just specifically like, this is, this is what they're doing. Catch them at the shows. Cause we're big proponents of, getting out to live music so to end it on a high note there because we were talking about the positivity of it coming back but let's talk about something that you have been to is there a show that you've either played or went to as a fan or both or a festival or something that just stands out as for you was just amazing and it's one of those that you're you're going to remember stands above the rest let's see i would like to pick one that i played and maybe pick one that i went to Perfect. Let's hear them both. I think uh, in sticking with the Western Addiction theme, I feel like Western Addiction did play punk rock bowling in like 2017 or 18 or something. I can't remember. It was the last time I was there. And that show at punk rock bowling was so awesome. Like it was just so great. It was such a wonderful, excellent show. It was like very intense. The crowd was just so perfect and just so intense and we played decently and um it was just the ultimate response I, and i thought I, I said to the rest of the guys after the show i said this is as good as it gets if you're in a hardcore band i was like this is it like we did it because we've played so many shows to like just duds that we're just like oh god no one's here and no one cares or this and that but it, it's still fun don't get me right. wrong but that punk rock bowling show that we had was like i feel like the apex of the band. I was like, this is, we are, I don't know if there, I think there might be some of it on YouTube or something, but it was just such a great show. So that show, Western Addiction at Punk Rock Bowling was amazing. A show that I went to that is, was incredible. I think it sounds so lame to say, but I went to Riot Fest uh, in like 2000, I think it was 17. Okay. And it was and I am not a festival guy. I just don't like music festivals. I don't like standing all day long. I don't like getting sunburned. I just don't <laughs> like it. But the lineup was so killer. And I wanted to go see Jawbreaker. It was like Jawbreaker got back together. And I was like, I'm going to go. But that festival was incredible. It was like it was like three days of just amazing music. I saw, I did see Jawbreaker and they blew my mind. Uh, but I also did had just seen John Baker at in my like backyard, like a week before I was like, God, they played down the street from my house and they played like a secret show. And I was like, Oh God, like I saw them, but I did fly to Chicago again to see them. But besides that, that was the first time I saw nine inch nails who blew my mind. Wow. First time I saw new order who blew my mind. I saw profits of rage, awesome. which was just incredible. And I've always been a Rage Against the Machine fan. I've always loved Public Enemy. I've always had like a weird interest in um, and love for Cypress Hill too. It's kind of when I was a kid, I always liked those songs. But it was it's, it's they do all those songs. They're doing like it was just so rad to see Rage Against the Machine songs are just so special to me. And that band is just such an important band for me. Um, like seeing that was just so that that whole weekend was like just a. Um, and, and, and just everything I saw built a spill. I saw so many great bands. That was like a really excellent music experience for me. So um, I think that like when it comes to like a really intense and excellent live music experience, that riot fest was, that's a special festival. That is a good festival. And I hate music festivals. What is a good one? They have good bands and it's actually not a nightmare to go to that festival. <laughs> 
<laughs> Excellent. That's good to know. I haven't been there to that one yet, so I'll be on the lookout for that next year. Enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. It's a it's Chicago. Have you been to Chicago? I flew into Chicago, and we were in, on the outskirts. So I've never actually been in actual Chicago. A great city. It is just the best. I think about great cities. I think it's like Chicago, New York, San Francisco, like. Chicago is, is, is as fun as any place could be. And it's right there. So you, you go and you're in Chicago yeah, at the festival. And then at nighttime, you go and just like party in Chicago. It's just so much fun. Like it's such a great, I love Chicago. That's awesome. So I was at your your show, your great show there. I was one of those people out there. Oh, you were there. I was there. That was badass. Yes, it was. But I will tell you what, what you're describing of the festivals, punk rock bowling, you know, May in Las Vegas is pretty warm and you're just baking in the sun on concrete and there's no really, there's not a lot of places for shade and you want to get there because so many great bands play early, you know, so you don't want to miss. For me, I like going and just seeing all of them. Even if it's a band that you feel like you like, I don't know who this is. Go check them out because I've discovered so many great bands that way too. And if you're going to be there, be there. But anyway, you do that and you're baking in the sun for like eight hours. And then if you do the club shows after, the day's just like 12, 13 hours of show for three, four days in a row. My back's killing me. It makes me sound old, but my back's killing me. Yeah, I'm getting nice. burned up in the sun. That festival is like a cruel joke. It is like not only is it a million degrees and you're standing in the sun all day long, but there is a million great bands to see, so you have to do it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're also in Vegas. So like, you're already like partying and staying up all night because you're in Las Vegas. So <laughs> like, you have no sleep. It's just, Oh, just the, the hangovers and the, and the sun. Ooh. Yeah. It's awful, but exactly. It, it, it's fun. And like, like I said, I, that was a special, amazing moment that we had there. So, you know, yeah. it is. I'm glad I got to share that with you, Eric. Were you there that year? I know you've been there the last few uh, last year with me as well. Yeah, I was there. Man, I, I don't even remember the year, but I have been going consistently since 2014. So I'm certain I was there. Maybe I was too early. Maybe I was too late to get in to see the show because <laughs> I was still like, it's, it is yeah. awesome. It is, it is a cool festival. It's just, it's, it is also very exhausting. Last year I tried to be really adventurous and I did the pool shows cause they had a bunch of great pool shows. So every day, I was up at like 11 getting food. I was at the pool at 12 to 2 and then went over to the main show from 2.30 until 10, 10.30 and then went to the club show. And then the club shows typically get over at 2.30 in the morning and then repeat. Yep. <laughs> it's so intense. You got to make some time for sleep. Yeah. There's no time for sleep. They, they just put too, ma too much going on and you're like, well, I'm already going to be there. I want to see that band too. Well, I'm already going to be there. That's a great pool party. I, I'm going to get to that as well. Yeah. So many times I've had to double up on club shows. <laughs> Just like, okay, I wanted to see the opening act here. Now I got to hop on over to uh, uh, the FCC to go see the headliner over there. Yeah, it's it's exhausting, but it's it's fun. I mean, it, it's cool. Like I, you, you got to get in the you got to get in the in the spirit of it. As, you just got to go for it and be like, all right, we're doing this. Let's go to a million shows. It's like, yeah. yeah. Be interesting to see the reactions of people when they go out there after having missed a year. Yeah. That would be exactly. probably be doubled on energy. 
Yeah, I hope that I get to go next year. I don't know what band will play, but we'll one of the bands I'm sure will play. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we look forward to seeing you there. Tony, I want to thank you for taking your time out of your day for this. We really appreciate we really appreciate getting to talk about uh, Western Addiction and Frail Braid. It's a great new record. And that Swinging Utters, that EP is cool. The, the two tracks. And what were the, the other two? They Were were they re-recorded? They're just like, I don't they, I guess they're alternate mixes. Uh, we yeah. did like two, two or three mixes of the songs and picked the one that went on the record. But these were like alternate mixes. So, I mean, it's weird. It's like a, it's like a new EP, but it's really just like one new song. <laughs> um, and a couple cool remixes so it's kind of just a cool release i it just sort of like a single or whatever i'm really happy with it it sounds awesome i like the other mixes and um i forgot that we even recorded that song that was on it um i just forgot about it because we recorded it and then just it never was on the record but now it just came out so i'm happy with it it's really cool it's great it turned out great i like the artwork you can tell that uh, either the same artist or they had the same thing in mind for that and then peace and love as well so the artwork turned out great you can see the similarity you know kind of tying it together it's really cool johnny does all that art the singer does all that art so it's yeah it's cool yeah turned out great uh thank you for joining us and giving us some insight into uh some of the new tracks there on frail bray i was happy to thank you so much for having me absolutely we'll get on to some more music and we look forward to actually seeing you in person hopefully this upcoming year will happen i'll see you soon thank you all right later thanks so much thank you
What a cool track. What a great yeah. interview. That was Deranged by Grief. We're wrapping up Western Addiction. We got one more track for the show, but man, I want to thank Tony again for joining Eric and I, taking time out of his day to talk to us about what a cool album that Western Addiction has put out with Frail Bray and all the other cool stuff he's been doing with Swinging Utters and stuff coming with uh, these shows coming anyway with Cobra Skulls. So, yeah, be on the lookout with uh, all that stuff that he has coming that has recently come out and go check out all the stuff that he has done, like Sciatic Nerve, Nothington, and so forth. Eric? Yeah, do Any final <laughs> thoughts there on that, uh, that interview, on the, on the tracks, on the album? Well, the interview was... Uh... It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed uh, uh, poking his brain and just getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of info out of him. <laughs> I know that kind of sounds weird. Like I got info out of this guy, <laughs> but <laughs> that's technically speaking what an interview is. And he Absolutely. was not a boring guy to talk to, right? And, yeah. And as far as the album, it just talking with a musician who uh, created it and or helped create it. And just hearing the passion in his voice, describing the track, describing the, or just describing how the album was made, gave me more of an appreciation for that record. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, a side note, I really like how that record ends. And just that final last, uh, that final last hammer just coming down on that last song we played. Right. Yeah, I just love that. It feels like it's just going to fade, fade out quietly, but... Nope. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Do it again. Yes. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot to, to Tony and Western Addiction, the whole guys, all the guys in the band. Put out a great record. Get out there. Check out Frail Bray. Like I said, I talked about uh, you know episode 35 maybe over on Punkin' Oil Worldwide. Came out in May. Did uh, some Northern California bands, played another one of their tracks there, plus a new one off that Swinging Utters on that episode. But just go check out that EP and that record. You're not going to be disappointed. It's great stuff. Eric, you got a metal track for us. Let's wind down the show with a metal track. It's a long one, so we'll listen to most of this, and we'll let it take us out on the show. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's actually fitting this time. This is a, this is a song that is played at the end of their set for the most part. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, kind of a, kind of a rounding up the, uh, I don't know, the irony I put at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this is a band um, uh, who I have a very hard time uh, labeling as a, as just a straightforward metal band because what they're doing, in my opinion, is such a unique sound this is the band russian circle and they are a pretty well-known band especially in the metal community today and they should be because they they combine a lot of elements uh even outside of metal in metal i hear a lot of prog elements a lot of doomy uh stuff in the slow songs but they they mess around with a lot of sounds they mess around with just uh uh some noisy elements some uh some kind of uh, uh, some type of elements that remind me of like new wave or even post punk or anything like that, and they've been kind of labeled as a post metal band, which is a term that's going around the scene lately. Wow! And yeah, and why not? I mean, we had post punk 
why not? It took us a long time to get post metal, I guess. <laughs> there you go. It was inevitable. Cool. Yep, post metal. <laughs> Heavy post metal. <laughs> but another thing that I really love about Russian circles is that they are entirely instrumental. Save for one song that features uh, Chelsea Wolf, but they, but yeah, every song they put through is entirely instrumental, and they have been masters at making their instruments. Uh, pretty much sentient beings and feeling like uh, they are telling the story of whatever song that they are playing. And the thing was, I saw them live a couple of years ago, and that was my first that was my first exposure to their music. And so I had no idea what to expect, but I was very taken by their uh, by their performance. And there was one song that stood out to me. And like I said, it was the last song that they played. And it was the song Youngblood. It was the only time I really like, kind of registered a melody in my head for an instrumental band. And I went on Apple Music and I, tr- I was searching through every song, through every album, just trying to figure out which one was which. And I found it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's not like they have microphones up on stage to say, this song is blank, but... <laughs> Right. Yeah. So that was a that was kind of a primitive way of trying to discover a certain song. And after that, it was all uphill from there. I've I've yet to find a song that I absolutely despise by these guys. But but yeah, this one was where it all where it all started. So I'm not going to talk as long as the as long as the song. So let's get into it. There it goes.
that song still has like two and a half minutes to go. We're going to let it play as we wind down the show. I want to thank everybody again for joining us for episode 168. Thank Tony again for joining us for a great interview. Western Addiction putting out Frail Bray back there in May. Great San Francisco band there. Definitely check out that one if you haven't. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for listening to the interview. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. The band you can find on Instagram at Wrath of Gods, but that's Gods with a Z, Cult, Wrath of Gods Cult, at The Real Mackenzie's, at Leftover underscore Crack underscore Official, at Snapcase Band, at Western underscore Addiction, at Russian Circles. The show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. And you can find my band at Anonymous underscore Band Official. That is our Instagram title. And you can find my uh, my place of writing work <laughs> At the Instagram at Sagan's Youth. Uh, so far, I have uh, my latest installment was the Mob Mentality. Excellent. A review of the new record dedication. So, if you haven't checked that out, feel free to do so. Or don't. I'm not forcing you, but <laughs> I will force you to listen to that record because it is really good. It is really good. Yep. So, that's where you can uh, find me. Also, on Facebook, my band is at at Anonymous Band Official FLT. Excellent. I forgot to mention, I think during the interview, all the places you can find uh, Western Addictions at Facebook, at Western Addiction, on Twitter, at Western Addiction, but no E's in Western. So at WSTRN Addiction. I just said the Instagram at Western underscore Addiction. And they have a band camp. Uh, it's westernaddiction.bandcamp.com. So make sure you definitely go check all those out. You can find more info at Fat Records website on them as well. There you go. That track, Young Blood from Russian Circles, officially winding down all the way. You can find the rest of the bands on Facebook at uh, Wrath of God's Cult, but this one on their Facebook was an S, not a Z, like their Instagram. At The Real Mackenzie's, at Just Because 2004, Leftover Crack has a page, at Stokes CPH. And if you're looking for the new band, at Urban Elite Copenhagen, uh, Snapcase has a page. Again, at Western Addiction, at Russian Circles Music. The show is at SLC Punkcast. I want to thank everybody for joining, especially Tony, for joining us for the interview. Eric, you got any final thoughts as we close out episode 168? Uh, 168, one of our longer episodes. <laughs> Absolutely, yep. It was a good interview, and it went long, uh, but it was a great interview. So uh, the show ended up being about a two-hour show this time. Yep. <laughs> we hope you're all still listening right now. <laughs> and if you are, thank you very much for doing so. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's the thing we've been talking about earlier in this episode, just some of the, the messages we must be constantly reminded about. And, yeah, that message came the message of unity and community came about and yeah, this, uh, pod, it got me thinking about this, uh, podcast. It's like, yeah, it's a way of 
it's uniting people who have uh, never met, much like a punk rock show, but instead of a, it's kind of like one of those festival shows where it reunites people from all over the damn place. Absolutely. And you know, sharing in the same interest, pretty much. And that's basically what we do every week. Yep. Yep. Minus the uh, actual physical interaction. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we get back to that. Yeah, we, we will. Hopefully, I don't know, within six months, maybe. <laughs> yes. We can only hope. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, I know we're all begging for live performances again. And I definitely am. Well, I am too. Uh, looking forward to it. Thank you, everybody, again for joining. This was 168. Join us next time for 169. Play the fucking outro.